Welcome to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey everyone and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio program. Here we are, it's Saturday in the South and we are loving, loving life in the South. Oh yes. I don't know if it's as much fun for the men as it is for the women, but you know, we get to crack out our sundresses, (laughs) our strappy sandals. Girls, you know what I'm talking about. You guys just go from khaki pants to khaki shorts. Yeah, but you know what? The shorts are oh so sweet. Yes, they oh, are. So sweet. You know what? Earl was putting uh, wore a pair of khaki shorts to the Braves game last night. They were a little bit wrinkled. They were new, and um, <laughs> and I said I got a trick for you. I said because we only had about five minutes before we had to leave the house. We didn't want to break out the iron. Oh yeah. Do you know what I'd like to do if something has just a few little wrinkles in it? This is hmm. the Southern Sisters trick, y'all. Uh, maybe everybody already knows about it, but um, I take a washcloth and I dampen it. Right. And throw that item and the wrinkled item into the dryer. And so that dampness in the washcloth kind of steams inside the dryer. And I mean, inside of two minutes, they came out. They were just perfectly perfect. Wrinkle free. I've actually before tossed an ice cube in the dryer, an ice cube or two. I've never. Yeah. And it works for me. Same principle, right? It's just interjecting a little steamy heat, I guess, into there. Damp rag. That's really good. Just a little damp washcloth. Just uh, just put a little water on it and threw it in there. And it worked. He was impressed, and it's hard to impress my husband. Yeah, guys, we don't need to walk out with wrinkly shorts <laughs> no, so no, much. No. We all do that no. probably too often. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know how you guys are spending your summer, but uh, my vacations for the summer are pretty much over, so I am stuck in the heat in town ah, for the rest wonderful. of the summer. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, uh, the air conditioning is my BFF. Oh, yes. Don't tell Pam I said that, but <laughs> it, is, uh, it is beastly hot. But one thing that is often kind of characteristic of summertime is we may have visitors coming and going. Mm. We may have out-of-town guests. A lot of you guys may have family members. Absolutely. This is the most traveling time of the year. Right. And I like the best guests are the ones that don't stay too long. (laughs) Yes. And clean up after themselves. Clean up after themselves. (laughs) And don't expect me to be a cruise director. Yes. I like that too. It's like you're here. I gave you a place to sleep. Figure it out. I know. Right? (laughs) Right? But, you know, being Southern women and Southern men, we uh, we are a hospitable bunch. Of course. For the most part. We're kind of known for that here in the South. And so, guys, I have got some great... Great suggestions for you for how to prepare for your house guests this summer. Oh, please. Or any time of year. Lord for that knows matter. we need all the help we can get. Right? <laughs> the trick is to keep the temperature as high as possible in their bedrooms so they're uncomfortable <laughs> and they leave soon. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you know, every good Southern host or hostess uh, could benefit from a, a little primer, I guess we should say, mm. in how to prepare properly for house guests. And these are some ideas that actually might make their stay more pleasant which will make your stay, I mean, your your experience more pleasant, right? Absolutely. So let's kind of run through this. Now, I know we've had house guests already a couple of times this summer. Oh, yeah. Right? They come for two to three days. People that are traveling for their summer vacations, maybe they stop into town. Or now that we have, um, between my husband and I, we have six children. You've got all the kids coming back for summertime they vacations. They come back for visits. They come back for visits, which we love. But uh, some things I've kind of done over the summertime and some suggestions that you guys might want to consider uh, for your out-of-town out of guests. How about this? Have a spare key made. Now, hmm. if your guests are kind of coming and going on their own, Right. You want to give them a way to get back into the house if you're not home. So tell guests if you have an extra key and they arrive when you're not home, tell them where it's hidden. Right. So they can get in and maybe Mm. hand it over uh, when they get there. So they're not ringing the doorbell every time they need to come in and out. Very good point. 
right? That's really helpful. So a spare key is a helpful thing for your for your house guests. Uh, make up the bed with clean sheets. Of course, that's obvious. Um, I had guests come in a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I had taken care of everything. And literally about 15 minutes before they got there, I realized I hadn't changed the sheets. Oh, no. From the last guy, so I, I was tearing upstairs, ripping <laughs> ripping everything off the bed. So make sure that the bed is nice and made up with clean sheets. Um, if you have an air mattress, if you rely on an air mattress mm-hmm. for your guests, maybe for the kids, mm. test it out. Please. Test it out. <laughs> Nothing's more fun than 930 at night. Hey, um, can we run down to the Walmart because it has a big old yeah, hole Yeah, it's a it. big old hole and it's, it's not holding the air. Also, gathering up extra pillows and blankets. You know, your guests may be accustomed to sleeping with two pillows. Yes. Or in my case, six pillows. <laughs> I like it sounds a, like there's a very specific someone in mind. I like to be <laughs> maybe. I like to be encased by pillows. I That's like pillows okay. on the front, pillows on the back. That Something comes from my pregnant that. days. Back in the days with a you know, when it, with a nine month pregnant woman, you uh, need extra pillows. Yes, you gotta have a lot of, you know, support and edges and everything Cush, else. Going pushing on. you up. Yes. Yeah, you may get used to that. But guests may be used to sleeping with more pillows or maybe an extra blanket. So it's always a good idea to maybe keep an extra blanket or two under the bed, just kind of store it down there or maybe Lay it out when your guests arrive. Uh, make a little room in the closet. Okay. Yes. Now you may be, uh, you know, your your closet may be full of Christmas decorations. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but if there is no guest room, you want to be sure to clear a little space either in the hall closet or someplace for them to hang up their things. Okay. Uh, also, how about a um, for older guests? And I actually ran into this with my grandmother years ago. Um, for the older guests, it's really nice for them to have like a suitcase stand. And, and, and they're cheap. You can buy them cheaply or just make something like a, a an old chest or something that they can lay their suitcase on top of yes. rather than plopping it on the floor. And for older folks, sometimes it's more difficult for them to mm-hmm. have to bend over to rummage through Absolutely. their suitcase every time. So a little suitcase stand is a nice touch. Um, having toiletries ready and accessible. <laughs> you never know what they're going to forget, right? Your, your guests. True. You know, those cute little mini bottles that you collect from the hotels. Yeah, if, if you don't have any of those, you can get them at the store. For though yeah. They're very cheap. Uh, they, they don't need a full... No. You don't want to get a whole tube of toothpaste for them because then they might think they're allowed to yeah. stick around that long. Yeah, they're going to stay. <laughs> you get the little yeah. bitty ones. Yeah. No, just the little ones, the little, the little samples. I do that actually on my guest bathroom. I just have yeah. a little thing there that they can use. Um, so that's always a good idea. Maybe shampoo, conditioner, uh, you know, body lotion, a bar of soap, that kind of thing. Um, I get I get even toothbrushes in like, you know, 12 packs. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. then you can just keep some extra toothbrushes, um, you know, maybe under the counter. But anyway, that's a great idea. Of course, a spare towel. Now, you know, this is an interesting conversation I've actually had with a couple of the male members of my family. Um, men typically one towel, you know? Yeah. I mean, women too. There's yeah. the hair towel and the body yes. towel. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's no, true. don't ask a woman to make do on one towel. No. Because then what do, you, what do you dry first when you're getting out of the shower? That's a good point. You I see, have learned that living with a woman. You right? have two towels. It's it's a whole yeah, the, the, <laughs> Maybe the hair even three just in case. Maybe three. The hair is a whole separate entity. It is. You know, it requ- <laughs> it requires its own towel, no question about it. You know, another good idea is to prepare some snacks. Things that you can just kind of have on hand for your guests. Um, I like to put out things like, you know, crackers or maybe cheese, hummus, have things mm. in the refrigerator just for snacks. Um, definitely some breakfast items. If your guests are there and you still have to go to work and maybe you leave before they get up, having some orange juice, some fruit, maybe some muffins or something out for them. And and make it clear as to what is 
in there that they can get to. Because yeah. obviously, you know, everyone's got don't touch my ice cream. Right. My, don't be my messing specific with the, tub of it. You know, keep your hands but, off the chocolate yeah. chip mint. <laughs> don't go there. But, you so, know, yeah, I also find a curd is a great for guests oh, because amazing. they can have their own flavors. Exactly. You know, that's a that's a real treat. Um, I have uh, a relative who just loves the uh, it's the Kahlua. Coffee. Oh. It doesn't actually have Kahlua in no. it. It's just flavored. Yeah. But um, I'd like, I kind of keep, when I know he's coming, I keep that on hand. There you go. Makes him feel real special. How about a, keep making maybe a list of activities, things that they can do locally? Once again, this is good if they're going to be going out and about and you're not home with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just things that they can do where the local parks are. Yes. You know, shops or museums or, or little areas they might want to go and explore, um, you know, while you are. At work. doing your thing. Doing, making, the, making the money, right? <laughs> How about, I always like to put up maybe some books on the bedside table. Yes. Or some local magazines or something like that. And then important phone numbers. If you're not home and they are, it's, it'd be a good idea to have give them a list of emergency contacts, mm. maybe. Uh, maybe even a, a family member or a neighbor that if something should happen at the house, house while you're not there, they can reach somebody. Absolutely. That one trusted you know? neighbor you always, hey, can you keep an eye, out, eye on the house for me yeah. while we're out of town? Make sure. You pass that along, right? Because you never, ever you, know. You don't know when something's going to happen. When, if something's going to go going to go wrong, it's going to exactly, be when you're not there. Exactly. And then, lastly, write down a few little household instructions, like how does the remote control work? Please. How do you, how do you turn off the security alarm Those if it's all, going off? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give the guests some pointers in case they get stumped while you're gone. Uh-huh, but once again, don't make it too cushy for them. No, you, you don't may want never to get rid of them that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, yes, indeed, summertime is all about traveling and visiting our family members, um, almost as much as the, the Christmas season. Yes. You know, it is a time <laughs> that people are traveling around. So there are some tips for you for making your home the welcoming oasis it needs to be for your guests. And we have got a fantastic show. Yes. Oh, my word. We're talking cast iron skillets, I'm amazing excited. recipes, and how to deliciously stay hydrated this summer. We'll be right back. Sit up straight, Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. And welcome back to the Southern Sisters radio program. Yes, we're eating. Yes, we're cooking. As I always say, cooking is just an an end to a means. A means to an end. I can't even talk today. So cooking is just the quickest way to be able to eat. Short of the drive-thru. Very good. Which has its place in time. I mean, that's, you know, there are times when that is, a drive-thru is what you need. But But even sometimes you can cook a little bit quicker than it takes to get over there and get back, right? Isn't that true? It's just worth it. When I think of all the time it takes sometimes just to get out and get the convenience food, I could have whipped it up myself. Yes. Planning is the key to cooking efficiently at Mm -hmm. home. Have what you need in the house, and then you'd be amazed how quickly it is to, you you can pull everything together. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite things about cooking in the South, and probably a... Just an essential tool in every southern woman or man's kitchen is the cast iron skillet. Oh, of course. Right? You gotta have one. Gotta have one if you live in the South. You may even be lucky enough to have inherited one from your mother or grandmother or great grandmother. There are some very old cast iron skillets in some people's kitchens, for sure. Well, you gotta ask yourself, are you really using your cast iron skillet to its full potential? 
No. 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 <laughs> Most of us probably are not. I'm going to inspire you today to pull that sucker out and really start using it. All right. I use mine almost daily now, and I didn't really? use to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use it wow. for everything. Let's talk a little bit about why cast iron skillets are so wonderful to use in the kitchen. I'm going to give you some reasons, okay? And then we're going to talk about how you incorporate that into your recipes, and then we are going to just dazzle you with some cast iron skillet recipes today in the third segment. You're going to love it. Now, listen to this, guys. You're actually going to use a little less oil when you're cooking in a cast iron skillet. Okay? Mm. Now, when you season cast iron, right? Now, season it with oil, right? Now, the fat in the oil polymerizes. You like that word? Polymerizes, forming a hard, smooth, nonstick surface for cooking. Okay? Because of this, you can use less oil when you do cook with a well-seasoned cast iron pan. Right. You don't have to, you know, butter it up as much. Right. Not only does this allow you to make lower fat dishes, but it also means less oil is wasted. Wonderful. How about that? So you're creating a a surface on there. The seasoning is creating a a surface on top of the cast iron. Right. Another good reason for using cast iron is it may seem obvious, but it's hot. Okay. So cast iron is one of the best materials for heat retention due to the density of the metal. While it is known for creating hot spots in the pan, you can't avoid this for the most part by preheating it in the oven or on the range first. You see what I'm saying? You wow. see what I'm You I see what I'm saying? Never thought about yeah. that. Yeah. And, and a lot of recipes call for that. Get it hot in the oven first. Huh. Pop it in there and then use it. Wow. Okay? The the high heat is perfect for foods like steak that need to be seared, and it'll create that nice browning mm. effect. You know, so when you hit, it hits the skillet, sizzle, you get that yes. sizzle, right? Cast iron is oven safe. One great feature of cast iron cookware is that you can use it both on the stovetop and in the oven. This is perfect for when you need to keep a dish warm or when you need to finish off a dish. I do this all the time. I start certain things on the stovetop, and then I finish it in the oven. That's cool. Here's the thing you need to watch out for, okay? Oh. <laughs> Normally when you're cooking on a sk- with a skillet on the, on the stove, I'm able to grab the handle with my bare hands, no problem. Oh, yeah. If you have taken a cast iron <laughs> skillet out of the oven and then you put it on the stove, why are you laughing, Nick? <laughs> Just why are, you, why are you laughing? Do you know where I'm going with this? Maybe. You know, literally, I can step away from the stove and turn back to it a minute later and forget that that doggone thing was in the oven and put my hand on the handle. And yeah, blisters ouch. on the hand. Oh. Yeah, I've done that before. So don't do that. Don't do like Just Jenny does. Be careful. Do like Jenny says. <laughs> be careful. Now, also, another reason to use cast iron skillets is it's more durable than nonstick cookware. That probably doesn't surprise you, Nick, does it? No. Nonstick cookware has risen in popularity over the last few decades because of its ease of use with a properly seasoned cast iron piece you can use metal utensils without fear of losing that coating yes. you know on good nonstick skillets they tell you not to use any metal utensils mm-hmm. right yes. not so with cast iron oh yeah, you can go to town you with cast iron beat up on that sucker <laughs> and almost makes it better i think yeah. that's something too when it, when it comes to cast uh, a cast iron skillet if you see someone who has one in their kitchen right it, if it looks pristine it looks weird. Oh, I know. It's got to have, you know, a couple dents yeah. and dings and it does. chips on it and stuff. It's got to be nice it's and gotta warm. It's got to look like it's been cooked in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's character. One of my big pet peeves, and I guess it's maybe from having written cookbooks and been through more food photo shoots than I can count, <laughs> um, is it's so obvious to me. I don't know if you, you may start noticing it now. When you see a picture of like a, a skillet or a cast iron skillet or even a baking dish, and you can look at the picture and say, and you know... They made that dish in a different 
Yeah. They <laughs> made it in a different pan and then they transferred it in because there's like no food stuck around the edges. Yes. It's all, per- it literally looks like they just laid the cooked food in the pan. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not. That's not how it looks. No, it doesn't. It's no. much more messy. Messy. Which makes it look yummy. The messy is the fun part, exactly. right? Messy is the fun part. Also, guys, another reason to use cast iron in your cooking, um, it's affordable, right? Because the process of creating cast iron cookware is relatively simple, it tends to be very affordable. Mm-hmm. You can get great lodge cast iron skillets at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Now, not to mention, it will virtually last forever, unlike nonstick pans that you may have to replace every few years. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, it's easy to clean, believe it or not. Okay? Mm. So despite the fact that many people fear cleaning their cast iron cookware, it's not rocket science. How do you clean a cast iron skillet or a pot? You simply scrub any dried on food with a firm brush, water, maybe even a little kosher salt. Oh. I, I keep kosher salt all, uh, in a little bowl uh-huh. by my. So you can throw that in there. That acts as the abrasive. Oh, so you can kind of clean it out. Next, dry it with a paper towel. Uh, if you have to, something that's really stuck on, you can stick it back on the range and warm it up a little bit. Right? Yes. And then just wipe it down with a paper towel. And that's right? all it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think people, we get, because we all are so used to using the nonstick and everything yeah. else, and you have to very, you know, clean it right. and put all the soap in it yeah. and sometimes run it through the dishwasher mm-hmm. and everything else. and. No, cast iron is oh. back from the good old days. It's, you just wipe it off. durable. And it's good. Yeah, keep going. Now, cast iron can be used with any heat source. That's another thing to remember. One of the great features of cast iron is the fact that you can use it on electric. You mm-hmm. can use it on gas. You can use it on the grill. Yes. Hello. Uh-huh. Right? Toss whatever you're cooking in there. Put it right on top of the grill. Close the grill. Once Perfect. again, get your hot mitt. Yes. <laughs> remember the hot mitt to take it. <laughs> that would seem obvious. For most cooks. Well, maybe. <laughs> you know, my husband refers to me as the accidental cook. The because, accidental cook because you accidentally became a cooker. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be the nicer option. <laughs> Sadly for me, what it really means is that something has either dropped on my foot, dropped on somebody else's foot. <laughs> yeah. I have scars up and down my arms from cooking. I get I get excited. And I get moving in the That's kitchen. That's what it is. You just get such a groove and you're I just do. rolling. I'm just not even thinking. <laughs> kind of like the absent-minded professor. There you go. How about versatility, guys? Cast iron cookware is often referred to as the workhorse of the kitchen. And this could not be more true. With proper care and seasoning, you can deep fry, braise, roast, and bake in your Ooh. cast iron. Now, you guys are going to have to stay tuned for the third segment because we are going to do a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie in a cast iron, one of those deep dish ones. Oh, Hello. man. Holy mother of cookies, good. is it good? <laughs> you guys stay Quite tuned. Literally. It's so good. It's so good. And also, guys, last but not least, reason for using uh, cast iron cookware, it's virtually indestructible. It okay? Is. There is a reason why you hear of people who are still using their great grandmother's cast iron skillet. Even if you don't treat it well, you should never need to buy a new cast iron skillet. If it rusts, Cast iron can be restored to usable condition with a little bit of elbow grease. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just got to work at it a little bit. You just got to go at it a little bit. Go at it. Yeah. It's a very good point, though, is that cast iron, I think that's why it's such a big deal here in the South, uh-huh. is it holds that tradition. That's yeah. what grandma cooked right. in. That's what grandma's grandma yeah. cooked with. And it's just been that way. We Southerners so are all about the tradition. Yes. We're about the, and if, and if tradition and food can come together, well, then we love it. Then we love it, right? <laughs> now, there are a few myths that I'd like to dispel about cast iron skillets, uh-huh. okay? What you may hear or you may have heard that you should never cook acidic foods in a cast iron skillet. Yes, I have. Acidic heard that. ingredients like tomatoes, lemons, and wine 
can be cooked in a well-seasoned cast iron skillet for short amounts of time. You can saute cherry tomatoes. Um, I wouldn't make a long simmering tomato sauce that's going to cook all day, maybe. You know what I'm saying in there? Um, But if you recently purchased your skillet and it still needs to be broken in, acidic ingredients can kind of erode that seasoning a little bit. So just watch that. Um, Also, you can actually over-season your skillet. So so the myth is that you can't do that. You can. If you put way too much oil in there, you keep rubbing (laughs) way too, it can kind of build up and develop a little bit of a sticky film. You don't need as much as you think, right? Also, we discussed this earlier. It is a myth that you can't use... um, Metal utensils. You absolutely can. Oh, yes. Also a myth that a rusty pan is ruined. No, it's not. No. You just got to scrub off all the nasty. And then and then you're good to go. You're right, right back to business. How about that? Guys, if you don't have a, a, a cast iron pan, uh, go steal one from somebody's grandma. <laughs> you need one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, we got some recipes coming up in our cast iron skillet, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Now, don't be so bashful, Nashville. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. It's food time. Oh, boy. Let's talk about it. Let's eat it. I'm Let's, excited. I know, right? <sighs> Me we, too. We just talked about all the tradition of a southern, of, a, yeah. of a, a cast iron skillet here in the South, and all the food that gets cooked in it is well, even more a part well, of the well tradition, that, right? After all, even based on everything we said in the, in the second segment about the uses of cast iron, if we couldn't make delicious food in it, it would all be for naught. I mean, yes. it's about what we cook in it. It's mm-hmm. about the delicious, you know, traditional family dishes that many of us grew up eating um, from our mothers and our grandmothers' cast iron skillets. Mm-hmm. I- I've been known to eat out of a cast iron skillet, just right out of it. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I think that's a, actually, um, that's a very romantic thing. I saw that in a movie one time. It was a couple that made like, I think they made scrambled eggs or an omelet or something. And they just were eating out of the same cast iron skillet together. <laughs> they each had their own fork, and it was just very, That's it wonderful. was very Lady in the Trampish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you may be wondering, what are the best things that I can make in my cast iron skillet? Mm. Well, you can make a lot of things. I've just pared it down a little bit for you. Some of our top favorite things here in the South that we like to do uh, in a cast iron skillet. Number one, cornbread. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. Cornbread. Now, sure, you can make cornbread in a muffin tin or in a baking dish if you have to, but a blazing hot cast iron skillet is the only way to get that wonderfully crisp and golden brown crust. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. You know. Place the skillet in the oven, then preheat it, right? The skillet will heat up as you prepare the batter, and it will take about seven to ten minutes, okay? And then when the skillet is hot, toss the butter into the skillet, a couple tablespoons, let it kind of melt in there, right? And then when the butter is melted, carefully pour the butter into the uh, into the pan, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of stir it a little bit to kind of combine that butter yeah. in, right? Oh, my word. Bake it until the cornbread is golden brown and pulls away from the edges of the skillet just a little bit. Nick is closing his eyes. <laughs> just picturing it in my head. Yum. <laughs> I want to close my eyes too, but I'm reading my notes. I know. Sometimes I do. I, I just close my eyes and think about what, about what I want to eat. But um, yeah, cornbread. Absolutely. Mm. Now, I have a, uh, a recipe in my first cookbook, Sunday in the South, for white cheddar cornbread. Ooh. Hello, beautiful. Yum. Oh, it's good. You know what I do is when, basically I'm doing my traditional uh, cornbread recipe, but when it comes out of the oven while it's still hot, I um, I sprinkle a full cup of shredded white cheddar cheese over Ooh. the top of it. Oh, that sounds good. Hello. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to do a sort of a, a, a Mexican variety, like a Mexican uh, cornbread, oh. you can also stir in uh, about a half a can to a can of those green chilies. Ooh. Mm. That's a good idea. You could go crazy with it, quite frankly. You could pop in some jalapeno. Cornbread's versatile. Right? Very versatile. It's almost like a mechanism uh, 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 you know, for, for carrying other things. Yeah. One of my favorite things in the world is to put a big old slice of cornbread in the bottom of a shallow dish and just ladle chili over the top of it. Oh, Right yes. on top of it. You know? Oh, yes. A dollop of sour cream, a little more shredded cheese, mm. some pickled jalapenos, Very a cold true. beer. That good. Oh, oh my wow. word! That's another summertime recipe, right? right there. I know, right? <laughs> okay, another thing that I love to do in uh, for those of you that are familiar with angel biscuits, they're a yummy little oh, yeah. yeast dinner roll. Those are so beautiful when they're prepared in a cast iron skillet. You can serve them right out of the cast huh. iron skillet. So for those of you that don't have a good angel biscuit recipe, I'm going to put one on the website. You can go check it out. As always, guys, with all of our recipes, just go to southernsistershome.com, click on the blog. Yes. And the recipes are there. Right there. Okay. Now, number three, fried chicken or fish. Classic for a cast iron skillet. Now, whether you prefer to pan fry it or to deep fry it, right? Cast iron retains heat better than any other vessel, right? Use the large cast iron skillet for pan frying and then use a cast iron Dutch oven for deep mm. frying. You want that? You want the higher sides, obviously, oh, if yes. you're deep frying. And don't overcrowd the pan, that's probably one of the number one mistakes people make that causes your dish either not to fry properly or to brown properly mm-hmm. is when you overcrowd the pan. You need air all yes. the way around every single piece. That keeps that sizzle. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That keeps that heat up. Um, so fry in small batches so that you can easily turn each piece of fried chicken or fish, and that way you'll ensure that you get a really even crust. Right? Wow. Now, I've got a recipe for the Southern Sisters Cajun Seasoned Pan Fried Tilapia. <sighs> Oh yeah, that come to me. Delicious. Come, come in closer. Are you listening? <laughs> so, what you want to start with are four tilapia fillets. You want to sprinkle the fillets generously with Cajun seasoning on both sides. Right? Set them aside. Now, in a little bowl, you want to combine about a tablespoon more of Cajun seasoning, three tablespoons of self-rising flour, and a half a cup of plain yellow cornmeal. Got it? You're going to dredge each fillet into that flour mixture on both sides. Shake off the excess, set them aside. You're going to melt two tablespoons of butter and four tablespoons of oil in a large cast iron skillet. All right. The butter is good for flavor, right? Mm-hmm. And the oil will help the smoke point. Keep that oil good and hot because it can get hot, get to a higher temperature without burning, right? You're going to add the fillets to your pan, right? They're going to be hot over medium high heat. Add the fillets to the pan. You're going to cook them for about three to four minutes on each side or until the fish flakes easily with a fork. I like to squeeze a little lemon over the fillets. Mm. Maybe garnish it. Maybe you've got something pretty in the uh, in the yard. There you go. Give it a little garnish and it makes a beautiful presentation. Oh yeah. Take a picture and put it on Instagram. <laughs> that's what I do. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Oh, and it's so good for you. And that's a pan fried. It's not deep fried, mm-hmm. so it's not quite as doesn't have as much oil in it. You know what I'm saying? It's a little on the lighter side. Now, I will say, if there was only one thing that I could do with a cast iron skillet, uh, this next thing would be it. Okay. Steak. Oh, yes. Steak. There is something, really, even even better than popping it on the grill out back. The cast iron skillet just... Something about it. It's the way it browns the outside. I know, right? so good. 
Listen, once you've cooked a steak in cast iron, you'll never go back to the grill. <laughs> a heavy cast iron pan is great for searing. And when you add a steak to a sizzling hot pan, it gives the steak a tasty brown crust, right? Brown the steak for a few minutes on each side without moving it. People want to move it around. Don't be moving it. Keep it. the hands off the steak. <laughs> Let it sit there. Let it brown, right, before you turn it. you got to give time for that crust to develop, mm. right? And uh, depending on the thickness of the steak, you can uh, then transfer it to the oven to kind of finish it off, right? Now, I am going to put uh, on the website my, uh, my instructions for the perfect pan-seared steaks. Okay. Um, it is just, I don't, I don't want it any other way now. This is the way I do it. And a little butter, maybe some herbs. You could even around the edges when you finish it off in the oven, you could put some little cherry tomatoes around the outside or oh. some mushrooms. Let those kind of um, roast up, you know, in those in those beef juices that are in the pan oh, yeah. and all that butter and oil. Mm. I mean, it comes out of the oven. It is a gorgeous, it's a work of art. Delicious. I, I'll do a, a ribeye that way. Uh, New York Strip is one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Right, guys? So I am going to give you step-by-step instructions on the Southern Sisters website for the perfect cast iron skillet steak. Mm. Yeah, you can't miss it. And remember the oven mitt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always remember the oven mitt. Now, I will tell you guys, no uh, no meal is complete without dessert. you got to have a good dessert. You Wait, gotta... so, so, so I can cook steak. I can cook fish. Yeah. I can do all these crazy things, uh-huh. and I can make dessert yes. in the cast iron well, oh, skillet. You know, you know, I didn't even mention appetizers, but there's all kinds of yummy baked appetizers, layered dips, oh. spinach artichoke dips. Quite frankly, it just makes such a pretty presentation when you pull it out. That's very true. If you do it in the cast iron skillet, you take it out of the oven, put it on a little placemat or something on the table, put some baguette slices next to you know any of your uh. baked dips. You know, there's that um, yummy, here in the South, a lot of folks know that Parmesan artichoke oh, dip. Oh, yes. Right? That's so good. People make it at the holidays mm-hmm. a lot. Any of your layered Mexican dips are, are pretty also. Uh, and the, it just makes a beautiful presentation. Very nice. And tastes yummy. So now but dessert. let's get to okay, the dessert, the what's really stuff. important. Now, so that is actually my number five favorite thing to make in a cast iron skillet are cookies. Co- or I should say cookie. 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 One. One big, fat, giant, enormous, oh. wonderful, heavenly cookie. Please. Yes. Go Crispy on. around the edges and chewy. <laughs> Oh, I got wow. a little too excited about that. <laughs> it sounds delicious. A little too over though. the top. Well, thank you. Wow. Now, if you are in the mood for homemade chocolate chip cookies, skip the sheet pan and grab <laughs> your cast iron skillet. A skillet makes outrageously good deep dish cookies with soft centers and crispy outer edges. Ooh. Right? A cookie lover's dream. And I got one for Perfect. you. Perfect. Right, hold on to your seat. You ready? Peanut butter chocolate chip skillet cookie. Peanut butter chocolate chip. Oh, my. Yeah. Here's how you do it. You want to preheat the oven to 350 degrees, and you want to melt one stick of butter in an 8-inch cast iron skillet, okay, over medium heat. So preheat the oven, but you're starting it on the stove, okay? okay? You're melting it over medium heat, one stick of butter. Stir in a half a cup of white sugar and a half a cup of brown sugar and one teaspoon of vanilla extract, Mm. okay? Remove it from the heat and allow it to cool about five minutes, okay? You've stirred that together. Carefully whisk together two eggs into uh, the sugar mixture. So in goes the eggs into the skillet. And then separately in a small bowl, you're going to combine one cup of all-purpose flour, one-third cup of cocoa powder, half a teaspoon of baking soda, and a fourth of a teaspoon of salt. Now, as with many recipes, you add the dry mixture to the wet mixture. So you take that dry mixture and you stir it into your cast iron skillet wet mixture and you stir it until combined. Now, carefully, you're going to fold into your cookie batter one of two things. 
I guess you could do both. Either one cup of those little mini Reese's chocolate chip cups, oh. the little tiny ones, teeny tiny ones, right? Or you could do one cup of peanut butter chips. Ooh. You could do both, but just stir I that in. They do both. Pop it into the oven. <laughs> Pop it into yeah, you would. <laughs> Pop it into your 350 oven for 15 to 18 minutes, or until the beginning, um, it starts to turn golden on top and around the edges, but it's still slightly soft in the center. Mm. You don't want to over bake it because it will continue to bake as you take it out. Yes. After you take it out, so remove it from the oven. Let it cool for five minutes. What I then like to do to my gorgeous peanut butter chocolate chip cookie in the cast iron skillet is sprinkle it with a few extra peanut butter cups, oh, the, little, the little ones, yeah. right? And then drizzle a little chocolate syrup over the top. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful, beautiful. And then I would then take said skillet yes. and run off and hide and <laughs> eat the whole thing. You burn your fingers. <laughs> Put that back down on the counter. Oh, no, no, no. I remembered both of no, them. You have to come to me first because I would be standing over by the freezer with a scoop of vanilla ice cream oh, to put on top. perfect. And then that it's perfect. perfect. And serve it. Serve it immediately oh, once the goodness. ice cream's on top, y'all. Oh, yes. If you didn't love your cast iron skillet now, I hope I've given you maybe five new reasons. Oh, yeah. You know? To fall in love. To fall in love with your cast iron skillet. That's the way we do it here in the South, folks. So remember, these recipes will be on the website. Go to southernsistershome.com. Click on the blog. That's where we put everything every week. And we love to hear from you. You know we do. Email us at radio at southernsistershome.com.